I woke up from that dream, it was like all that I could think about. What happens to me when I die? Why am I here? Who created me? Jeremy and Glacey never considered the possibility of there being a God until a dream made him reconsider his beliefs and sent him on a journey to find the truth, a journey riddled with psychedelic drug use. I started getting into this whole psychedelic realm of things where, you know, the psychedelics weren't necessarily for partying, but they were more for connecting with um, the spirit realm. Jeremy wasn't sure if he was going to find truth, but he was willing to do whatever he had to do to search for it. You're listening to GPS, God, People, Stories. It's an outreach of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. I'm Phil Fleischman. And I'm Jim Kirkland. This is part one of the latest episode in our series, In Search of Truth. Billy Graham had something to say about searching for truth. We want something. We are searching for something. We are searching for something that will give us meaning to our lives. So what do we do? Some turn to drugs. Some turn to sex. Some turn to psychedelic drugs to have a mind-expanding experience. As you'll hear Billy Graham explain a little later in the episode, what your heart is ultimately searching for is a relationship with Jesus Christ. And we can tell you more about that relationship right now, either on the phone or online. You can talk with someone on our 24-hour prayer line by calling 888-388-2683. That's 888-388-2683. Or you can learn about beginning a relationship with Jesus at this website, findpeacewithgod.net. That's findpeacewithgod.net. And both the website address and the phone number are in the show notes. GPS. God. People. Stories. I was born in Columbus, Ohio. I come from a a pretty broken uh, home. Mother uh, and father, between both of them, they have like 11 kids, but every kid has either a different mom or a different dad. Jeremy and Glacey's family dynamic was complicated, to say the least. So I grew up in a rather uh, adult uh, environment. Uh, My mother, she was a gambler. Um, I think my dad was in prison at the time when I was born. And it really wasn't until about middle school when my my, my dad started to come around more. Fortunately, Jeremy found an outlet in sports. Everybody play sports where I'm where I'm from and that's just one way to kind of stay out of trouble you know I can either go play basketball with the guys down the street you know in the cul-de-sac or I can go and like hang out with the guys who are probably selling drugs over there and to me my affinity was always preferably to stay out of trouble and to have fun and I was just naturally good at um, you know football and basketball so it was just what we did to just kind of help the days go by. Jeremy longed for a better relationship with his dad So when the opportunity came to live with him, Jeremy jumped on it. Yeah, during his freshman year in high school, Jeremy and his dad moved from Ohio to North Carolina. And it didn't take long before his athleticism caught the interest of the football coaches at his new school. They recruited me. 
I was at gym class and they were playing like flag football. And one of the coaches saw me out there and said, hey, man, you need to come and play for us. And here's the head, you know, defensive coach recruiting me. And so um, that wasn't even sought after. It just kind of fell on my lap, you know. Jeremy played high school football and then, with the help of an athletic scholarship, continued his football career at Elon University in North Carolina. And by a lot of metrics, Jeremy was living the college dream. He had friends, he was getting good grades, he was starting for his football team. But even in light of all of that, he still felt empty. Then, one night, Jeremy had a dream that would change his life forever. I'm in this elevator and instinctively I knew something bad was going to happen and I was going to die. And as the elevator is descending, whatever, it shakes and it stops and then we begin to fall. And I'm just in the moment thinking, you know, I guess I'm going to die. And in that moment, a button lit up in the elevator and it said, the only savior is up. And when I saw that, a piece came over me that helped me to reason to say, you know, if I'm supposed to die right now, there's nothing I can do about it. But if I'm not supposed to die, the elevator will stop. I'll get off and everything will be okay. So the elevator stopped. I got off and everything was okay. Up to this point, Jeremy had scoffed at the idea of religion and had never seriously considered the reality of any kind of life after death. But this dream changed things. When I woke up from that dream, it was like all that I could think about. What happens to me when I die? Why am I here? Who created me? I just woke up from that asking all kinds of questions that literally had never entered into my mind that I can recall previous to that. I went from eating, drinking, sleeping, money, females, and sports to what happens when I die? I became so obsessed. Literally, all that I would do is read books about afterlife. I would watch YouTube videos about people who had died or nearly died. I was asking questions online, just got really obsessed with this idea of like, what happens when you die and where did I come from and all of these things. Now, we'd love to say that at this point, God sent someone into Jeremy's life who told him about Jesus and that Jeremy responded to that good news and started living his life as a faithful disciple of Jesus. But Jeremy's story isn't that straightforward. No, God was going to allow him to go down a long road of exploration until he learned the truth about Jesus. And his first stop on that journey might surprise you. As Jeremy continued investigating the idea of a higher power, he started learning about the hippie movement of the 60s and 70s and the use of psychedelic drugs. I started getting into this whole psychedelic realm of things where, you know, the psychedelics weren't necessarily for partying, but they were more for connecting with um, the spirit realm. Jeremy was convinced that the use of psychedelics would take him on a journey to discover both the truth of God and the origins of mankind. I really have to make a decision here. Am I just going to just kind of forsake everything and just go on this journey? And I reasoned to myself that, you know, if I, if I do this, if I leave college, if I drop out and I go on this journey to find God, then worst case scenario is I don't find him, but then at least I can live the rest of my life knowing that there's no God, or at least that he doesn't reveal himself to people who seek him. 
As intimidating as this journey sounded, Jeremy was sure that the journey would lead to truth. So he took the leap. I went in and talked to my coaches and they were perplexed and yet supportive. Nobody really understood. I didn't even understand what I was doing. You know, they just couldn't understand why I would ever walk away from a full education. I just told them, I just have to follow my heart. I I don't know if it's going to work out or not, but I have to follow my heart. At this point, as Jeremy was still searching for direction, he found a group of people called the Rainbow Family. They have these things called the Rainbow Gatherings. I found them online. And the Rainbow Gatherings happen once a year in the summertime, usually in July, the first week of July, where all these people gather from all over the world and they go to a different national forest every summer and they spend at least a week in the, in the forest, not with money, just trading, bartering, um, playing music with drums and, and instruments. Um, and it's really a lot of nakedness, a lot of psychedelics and kind of free love. That year's gathering was in the Cherokee National Forest in Tennessee. I eventually ended up buying this really cheap car for a thousand bucks. And so I drive my car down there while I'm en route I see another car that's got rainbow stuff all over it. And I'm like, surely they're going to the same place I'm going. So I kind of followed them to a gas station, hopped out. Hey, you guys going to the rainbow gathering? Yeah, we're going. You, you want to follow us? Yep. So we end up all getting there that night, set up our tents, and I fell in love. I was so enamored by what I saw at this rainbow gathering. People were naked. People did not care what other people thought about them. There was drugs everywhere. You could just ask somebody for psychedelics. They would give it to you. You didn't have to have money. Food was cooked by just whoever wanted to cook it. And hundreds of people in the woods just being happy. So I spent, I think, about seven days there. I think that's where I did my first acid trip, um, amongst other things. That was where I started to really kind of get introduced to the psychedelics that were supposedly going to help me to connect with, with God. It was at this rainbow gathering where Jeremy finally felt like he had found the path to truth, or at least the start of it. After the rainbow gathering was over, he immediately bought a ticket to a similar festival called the Outside Lands in California. But there was one problem. While at the rainbow gathering, Jeremy traded his car for a hand drum that's called a djembe. Or more accurately, he traded his car for someone's guitar and then traded that guitar for someone's djembe. It's really weird. So um, when I was leaving the Rainbow Gathering, obviously I was hitchhiking because I didn't have the car anymore. And that's when some kids picked me up. They're like, oh man, you're a Rainbow Kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Where are you going? Well, trying to get to California. Oh man, we're going to California. But first we got to go to Ocala because we got to get a van. And um, next thing you know, we went down to Ocala, Florida and I was with these kids and they really kind of taught me a lot about like the ins and outs of like psychedelics. They got me a lot of like mushrooms. Now, Jeremy had a fair bit of experience in trying to connect with truth or the universe or a higher being through the use of psychedelics, but he wasn't finding what he was looking for. They didn't really connect me to truth, right? Like, my true, my true north in all of it, everything was was truth, right? So um, I was always looking for that in the midst of everything. So, you know, whether you, whether you say I was looking for God or I was looking for myself or I was looking for truth, I mean, that's really what it was at the core of it, just truth. What happens? Who am I? Where I come from? 
To find answers to those questions, Jeremy decided he needed to stay on the path he was already on, continuing with the group he was traveling with. The group eventually found a van that was suitable to make the long drive to California. So, with no money for food or gas, Jeremy and his friends started out from Florida by panhandling for money and by doing something called gas jugging. You pull up to a gas station, you whip out your gas jug, and you go and you ask someone to fill up your gas jug for you. And we just did that all the way across the country to San Francisco. Hey, um, we, you know, we take turns hopping out of the van at the gas station. Hey, you know, we're just a bunch of teenagers trying to get to California. You know, if you could just spare a few bucks and fill up this gas jug for us, that would help us so much. And either people would do that or they would say, no, no thanks. Or they would say, hey, pull around. I want to fill up your, I'll fill up the van for you. The group eventually made it to San Francisco where Jeremy and the rest of the group went their separate ways. They were going up to Northern California to work on a pot farm. Um, so they dropped me off in San Francisco because I needed to be there for the Outside Lands Festival that I bought my ticket for. So I get to San Francisco. I lose my cell phone. And now I'm in a city that I've never been to on a coast of the nation that I've never been to. And I'm just like homeless, no money, nothing really. Despite all that, Jeremy wasn't concerned. He believed that things would work themselves out because he was searching for truth. And, believe it or not, they kind of did. I met people along the way that, oh, you need a backpack. Oh, you need a sleeping bag. Oh, you need this and that. And very soon I had everything that I needed to just kind of exist, you know, like to not be cold at night and freeze or anything. And of course, I'm in San Francisco, so it's not going to get too cold. But um, I started seeing things happen that were unexplainable by human, uh, you know, by humans. It, I knew, and I'll give you a few examples, but I knew that something or someone was orchestrating events, circumstances in my life to help me along my journey. Jeremy was being provided for at every turn, from resources like food, places to sleep, and even an iPhone. And so, Sleeping in Golden Gate um, Park, waking up, um, desiring to have a cell phone, literally thought to myself one day, hey, if I had the money for it right now, I would go buy an iPhone 4. Literally, don't even walk 100 yards, and I found a brand new iPhone 4 in the dirt. Jeremy couldn't put a name to the provisions, but his perspective had shifted. He now believed there was a God, but that was about it. All he could think to do was to pray openly to whoever this God was. God, I know you're real, but I don't know how to know you or how to follow you. So reveal yourself to me when you know that I'm ready so I can follow you and never turn back. You'll hear the rest of Jeremy Inglese's story about his search for ultimate truth in the next episode of GPS. We're not really giving anything away by telling you that his search ended with his discovery of Jesus Christ. You can learn more about Jesus and beginning or deepening your relationship with him at our website, findpeacewithgod.net. That's findpeacewithgod.net. Or you can talk to someone on our 24-hour prayer line. The number is 888-388-2683. That's 888-388-2683. In just a moment, we are going to hear Jeremy give us a little glimpse into our next episode. You're listening to GPS, God, People, Stories. 
a podcast production of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. We want something. We are searching for something. We are searching for something that will give us meaning to our lives. Billy Graham. So what do we do? Some turn to drugs. Some turn to sex. Some turn to psychedelic drugs to have a mind-expanding experience. Would you like to know where you're going and have permanent peace and joy and happiness in your heart right now at this minute? Now the Bible says, if you're willing to repent of sin, if you're willing to come by faith and receive Christ into your heart on the cross, the Bible says you can take a trip. You can take a trip that is far greater than any trip you'd ever take on a drug. You can have a peace and a joy and a security that has no hangovers. How do you do it? By faith. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. Receive him as your savior by faith. We can tell you more about inviting Jesus to be your Lord and Savior right now. Head over to our website, findpeacewithgod.net. Or if you'd rather talk with someone, you can call our 24-7 prayer line at 888-388-2683. Didn't catch the website or the phone number? No problem. We have both of them in the show notes. Jeremy Inglesi is our guest on this part one of a two-part episode of GPS. Now, up to this point of his story, Jeremy had believed that psychedelic drugs were a path to truth. And even though God had started to reveal himself to Jeremy, Jeremy hasn't quite yet connected the dots. That all changes in next week's episode. A lot of these people who claim to be so peace-loving and kind, like will forsake you in the blink of an eye. They don't really care about you. It's all a facade. They only care about themselves. There was a lot of that happening at that time. And I'm all on my own and I don't like this feeling anymore. God would draw Jeremy to himself. But before then, oh, there's a lot more to Jeremy's search for truth. All before he recognizes the real path to truth. And you will hear the story in part two next week. I'm Jim Kirkland. And I'm Phil Fleischman. We want to thank Jeremy and Glacy for sharing his story with us. And of course, thank you for listening. And as Jim said, remember to check back next week for part two of this episode. And if you know someone who might like to listen to Jeremy's story, would you let them know about the podcast? We appreciate it. GPS, God, People, Stories. It's an outreach of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. Always good news. Good news.